Yo, what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, The New Money Podcast, episode 88. Happy Easter Sunday, y'all, for those who celebrate it. Hope you're having a great weekend. If you celebrate it or not, I don't care. Just like I said on the Wednesday episode that ended up getting released Thursday, I apologize for that. No excuse, but we out here. We're back. Hoping you guys are having a great day. Hoping you're listening to this doing whatever, eating some chocolate. (laughs) As usual, my friends, ask me any questions you guys have on Instagram, as well as if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. I would really, really appreciate a review there. It really helps show get out there, you know, get that good message out there and all that. Now, today we're going to be talking about robo-advisors, and a great one is with Wealthsimple. So Wealthsimple Invest is a robo-advisor that does all the work for you. You just got to put the money in. Check out the show notes for links to that as well as well simple trade which is a commission-free platform where you can buy stocks and etfs very straightforward it's so simple love it check out the show notes for links to either one i highly highly recommend it but yes we're talking about robo advisors what the heck even is a robo advisor you might not have even heard of it but you have heard of well simple and you're like i don't know how they actually do their stuff so hey let's talk about what they are how they work and if using one is right for you let's just dive on into it baby <laughs> Okay, so robo-advisors. So what they are are digital platforms that provide automated, algorithm-driven financial planning services with little to no human supervision. Basically, all that jargon means is it's a algorithm that just allocates your money based on inputs. So you answer like a questionnaire, you go through some questions, and it automatically does everything for you based on what you put, your age, all that kind of stuff, right? So typically robo-advisors, the good ones anyway, offer easy setup, some awesome goal planning, account services, portfolio management, great security. Like they give you the full suite. And what's really attractive about them is that they are a fraction of the price of financial advisors and so that's the sort of like selling point it's like this you're getting pretty much everything in there from their messaging you might you know some would argue you're not getting everything but you're getting the bare bones of what you need out of them at such a lower price now apparently the technology is uh, is nothing new but it was sort of repackaged and it came to market with betterment in the united states and the united states has a few now betterment wealthfront all these kinds of different ones we've got a few in canada as well but basically it was just like they just packaged up tech that was already sort of like out there and made it consumer facing. And so that's sort of how it started. So a lot of robo advisors, really, they just use passive indexed strategy. So they basically do what we talk about here, you know, passive index, you know, exchange traded funds, index funds, like very, very straightforward, easy stuff. All they're doing is sort of sorting it out for you and allocating. All that really means is How much of this are we buying? How many stocks are we buying? How many bonds are we buying? How much of what are we buying exactly? And it's and it's tailoring that based on what you're putting in there. A lot of robo advisors charge an annual flat fee of 0.2 to 0.5% of the client's total balance. So a lot better than that one to 2% that's usually for financial advisors, as well as, you know, some of them have, you know, backend fees and all this kind of shit too. So, you know, pretty decent there. So the difference between what this is and what like I talk about a lot is you would be opening up a brokerage account for yourself, you know, opening up a TFSA or an RSP and you're just buying the ETFs yourself and you're primarily just you're running the show with this you put the money in and they just buy the etfs and passive products for you more often than not i don't really think there's much of any active products in a lot of these robo advisors and that is shown in the fees as well so they're kind of handling it 
for you. And it's an automated system to do that. And so that's why it's so much cheaper than a human financial advisor. So let's get into what I think of robo advisors, right? Look, so I might go on a little bit of a riff here, try to be as objective as possible. And then I'm probably gonna give you uh, a whole heap of opinion on it too. So firstly, why are they great? Well, the number one, they're super easy to use. I mean, like, Jesus, like it's so straightforward and it pulls from your account automatically if you set up those automatic deductions so that you literally don't even have to log into the app. It's just do everything is automated for you. So it's super, super easy. That's like one of the biggest things is that you just keep putting money in, right? I mean, if you continue to invest, even if you underperform like a percent or two or something like that, like you're gonna beat the guy who stopped because he pulled his money out when the market took a shit, right? You're gonna beat him every time. And that's because the process is automated and you don't, you have no control over it. You're just, you're just literally like spectating, right? You're not really doing anything. So that's a huge plus. Number two, they have lower fees for financial advising. They have a full suite of products. They've got all kinds of stuff that you can access as well. They have people on standby that can guide you through it as well. You can chat with actual people too. So there's a good amount of support there. Number three, the psychology investing. So it takes it out. So like similar to the ease of use thing, it's going to protect you from yourself if you're relatively impulsive. And again, you know, I think that those impulsivities and this is my opinion coming out, but I think a lot of that impulse can be controlled if you educate yourself and you figure out that you just need to buy and hold for the long term. Now, you might still do it anyway because we're human and we're fully emotional. But I'm saying that I think a lot of people are more capable of doing stuff like this. I don't think you have to be an ironclad, rock solid human being to be able to invest for yourself. But you definitely can't be insanely impulsive. If you are insanely impulsive, then yes, this would probably be a godsend robo-advising. Just take it away from me. I don't even want to look at it because I don't want to be getting in and out of the market. Now, that's a cardinal sin is to is to time the market with, with, with some of the shit that we talk about on this show. But if you are like that, then this is like perfect for you. And number four, it's it's straightforward and it's transparent, right? Like, you know exactly what they're doing. They're telling you, you know, what kind of products you're buying. You can get socially good investments, like companies that are a positive on the environment, like no oil, no smokes, no anything like that. You're just getting like the ethically good companies. You can ethically invest with a lot of these products these days. You know, there's halal products out there. You know, there's, there's all kinds of crazy, awesome stuff that uh, you're able to do. So it's, I mean, it's, it really is uh, straightforward, transparent, and that is something that this industry definitely needed. Okay, so now let's talk about why I think they might not be as great. So number one, people don't understand their risk tolerance, and I'd edge this to uh, regular advisors. So when you're inputting your information, uh, usually there's a question about well, how much risk you wanna take. You know, how risky are you willing to get with this, right? I think that's such a that's that's such a difficult question to ask somebody that doesn't understand investing or doesn't understand the stock market because to them everything seems risky, right? It'd be like most people would probably just say, ah, you know, I want a little bit of risk, but ah, you know, like not not, not too much. But like all equities, which is like all stocks, would be considered a very aggressive, a very quote unquote risky portfolio. But that's probably the best thing for anybody in their 20s to do is just buy exchange traded funds or buy stocks for the long term, not touch it for decades and and grow and and be aggressive in their in their early years. Like that's proven. And that's also my opinion. But I'd say you're much, much better off to have a very, very, very aggressive portfolio because understanding what risk actually is, is your chance of losing money. Right. But I, I feel like if you're if you're very well diversified in an exchange traded fund, 
like the S&P 500, like VFE, like VO, like like VTI with all these that like some hundreds, sometimes thousands of companies, you're well diversified unless in the long term, if the, like if the stock market isn't going up in the long term, then there's a huge broader problem with society in the world and you probably won't be worried about, you know, all this kind of shit. You'd be more focused on that. If, if it's not going up in the long term, you're in bad trouble. So it's not no risk, right? There's still, there's obviously risks, but the biggest thing with this is the volatility and people conflate volatility with risk, but it's not the case. Or you'd be pulling your money out every single day because the stock market is going up and down and up and down and up and down daily, every, like every on the hour, right? On the minute, you know? And so like, it doesn't matter. As long as the trend is upward, you're in a good spot. And so, yeah, like if people knew and you explain it to them, it's like, hey, you're taking on risk, but like you're not really taking on risk because you're not touching this money for, I don't know, decades. So you can ride out those ups and downs and the where you are today versus where you're going to be, no matter what those ups and downs are, as long as it's an upward trend, you're getting positive compound annual returns over and over and over that are somewhat near the historical average, you're gonna be really, 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 really in good shape. So like, but people don't know that. So you're like, ah, I don't wanna take on too much risk. They go they go 50-50 with stocks and bonds and they're getting shit on in bonds and it's just, it's just not the best for them, in my opinion. Again, number two, there, you know, there's higher fees than the ETFs, like standard ETFs broad-based ETFs that are just investing in the market, so to speak, very low fees between 0.03 and 0.1%. With some of these products, you're getting up into, you know, 0.2 to 0.3 to 0.5 in some cases, which isn't still isn't that much, but it's, it's a good amount more than if you were to just go and do it yourself. And then number four, a lot of the time with these strategies, these are things that you can just go out and do. You could theoretically, you could literally look at their portfolio allocation and then just buy it for yourself. You could do that and just circumvent the fees there. Now it won't automatically rebalance for you. It won't have that sort of like automated process for you so it does and i and i'd say that's where the value is is because it just takes you completely out of the picture you just have to give them money and they will take care of you and that's why it's it's a great product and, and robo advisors are a great solution for that so you know i'm going back and forth with myself because really like i think i want to paint as objective a picture for you as i can with this stuff because there definitely is a ton of value but i need to show you that you know if you go out and do this yourself and you are disciplined and you understand and learn about the stock market, you're going to be in good shape. You're going to be in really good shape and you'll probably outperform these portfolios. So here are a few that you can go check out. So number one, Wealth Simple. Like, I mean, guys, are you surprised that I'm talking about them first, right? <laughs> I'm always talking about them. And uh, that's what Wealth Simple Invest is. It puts your money into an array of popular ETFs from iShares, Vanguard, Wisdom Tree, BMO, like everywhere. You know, these guys are well connected and they got all kinds of products. It has three main portfolios. So conservative, balanced and growth. So conservative is on the more conservative side, obviously, you know, more bonds, more short term investments, less quote unquote risk and volatility in these just consistent sort of returns. But for that certainty, you get lower returns. Um, and then conservative is more balanced. Balanced is more, you know, 50, 50, 60, 40 portfolios there. And then with growth, you're going into 70, 30, 80, 20. And I think the highest you can go is 90, 10. And when I say 90, 10, I mean, again, higher certainty, lower return assets like 
bonds and then you know 90 80 70 is probably like that and then that first number is equity so stocks or exchange traded funds so Wealth simple has launched a number of new account options over the past few years it used to just be rrsps tfsas and i think a personal account but now i think you can open up an rrif resp LIRA, all these kind of different accounts, which it might not even matter to you at all because usually you're probably just doing TFSA to start out. But, uh, you know, definitely worth noting. So for the majority of you, you'll probably get put in their growth portfolio, which quite honestly is probably what you should be in uh, given what they have available. I mean, it's again, great product and it has had a return of eight to 9% since its inception in 2017, which, you know, is, isn't too bad. But, you know, just to juxtapose that with the S&P 500 and in particular VFE, which is the Vanguard S&P 500 ETF that we talk about a lot on here and is one of the most popular ETFs in Canada, over that same stretch of time, it's returned 14 to 15%. Now, you know, five years, or four to five years, it's not much time at all. And, and so I can't, you can't extrapolate that, you know, over like 10, 15, 20 years. But I mean, it is kind of alarming to see that because it's like, wow, like I'm getting the most aggressive I can with this robo-advisor and it's still several points under the broad stock market. Now, that's probably because you're not fully allocated to the stock market, right? There's that. And even if you were to be, you know, you probably over the long term, hopefully expect nine to 10%. That, that, that's like, you're, you're, if you can consistently invest and you can get between nine and 10%, you're in a really good position. But yeah, and I mean, you know, I might sound repetitive, but that's, that's my issue with robo-advisors. They're not necessarily maximizing your upside when you're in your 20s and 30s, right? And, and we talk about on the show, you've got decades to ride those waves. So in my opinion, there isn't any reason you should have 20 to 30% conservative positions in your portfolio. Really, I think you should pretty much have all equities in your 20s and 30s as you are trying to slowly build wealth over time. And depending on your strategy, that's going to change. If you're, let's say you're aggressively, aggressively investing, putting in a ton of money in your twenties, you're able to retire early. Then yeah, you have that conversation of, okay, well maybe I should scale back a little bit, maybe have a more conservative hedge, more conservative portion of my portfolio because I'm now I'm accessing the money. That's, you know, 100%, like that's a, that's very valid. But for the majority of us, we're going to be stockpiling this shit away for decades to come decades to come right so again that's my opinion but it's also validated by a lot of data i'm not just speaking out of my ass here so i think that it, depending on your temperament and if you know yourself well enough um you should go with what's best for you but i am going to say that i think do-it-yourself approach is probably the best approach for maximizing that upside so to summarize do robo advisors have their place of course they do 100 percent but do I think it's the best? Not necessarily. I think educating yourself on how to invest, figuring it out that, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Just buy the same shit every single month <laughs> over and over and over and over. Don't sell when the market tanks and just keep buying in, buying in, automating it and just keep doing that. I mean, that's all there really is to it is, is the discipline aspect. It's not really that much skill. You're not stock picking. You're not doing anything of that passive investments, just buying the same shit every month, every two weeks, every whatever period you pick. And that's really all there is to it. So I think a lot of people could figure that out for themselves. But if they don't want to, then that's cool too, because you're going to be great with a robo-advisor as well, right? So, you know, Wealthsimple is a great one. Quest Wealth, I think RBC just released one. 
there a few big banks have just released some so really great stuff out there and i encourage you guys to go do your own research look into those products see what works for you and make the decision accordingly So really quick, we're going to do the new money mailbag. Got a few questions I'm going to fire off here. So number one, why does negotiating a potential offer make me want to puke? That's because no matter how good at negotiating you are, it's always going to be scary. Uh, it's not necessarily about being fearless. You got to have that fear and do that shit anyway. That's what I always say. So, you know, prepare, prepare, prepare. That'll help with the fears. And then, you know, at a certain point, you just got to have that courage. You got to have those cojones. You know, you just kind of kind of make your move and, and, uh, and see what happens, really. Number two what are the main things to look for when buying a new and used car uh, you got to figure out what your goals are for the car if you're trying to if it, is it a beater is it a short-term thing so if you're trying to do for the long term you know what kinds of rates could you get if you were to you know get a car loan versus paid in cash what, what sort of financial implications are there i mean i think personally there's nothing wrong with getting a, a used car you know uh, you know around 2010 to 2015 in year making model you know probably honda <laughs> probably a toyota like really durable thing you know between 50 and 100 clicks like you're laughing if you're getting something in that so i'd say you know look for durability and uh don't worry about the vanity uh, and build that wealth because cars are a very easy way to drain your wealth those are the only two main questions i wanted to chat about today so there you have it my friends thank you so so much for tuning in it was cool to talk about robo advisors i've been meaning to do a little episode on that for a while now uh, so hopefully you enjoyed that again go check out well simple invest i think they are the best one out there i mean they're the ogs man they really paved the way for canada with this kind of shit now all the big banks are catching on and all this kind of stuff so go check that shit out man appreciate it it is in the show notes so go check out the link for that thank you guys so so much for tuning in i appreciate y'all boy i love y'all but for now i'm out this mother peace